At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Perfect. Welcome back to another episode of the 90th percentile. Last week, we talked a little bit, compared, contrasted the two in- environments in terms of development between the United States and the Dominican Republic. We're going to expand a little bit more on that conversation today, as we like to do. Uh, so, Matt, welcome to the show. Of course, Matt Pajak, my co-host alongside me, as always. Um, I think we're going to start it off a little bit, and maybe there's some introductory stuff that you want to drop first, but kind of give people an idea. Um we're going to talk a little bit about sport popularity in a variety of countries and how options sometimes can be a positive and a negative as well in this particular instance. So, Matt, what's going on, man? How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. And, Jeff, before we get into anything, I do want to shout out our non-sponsors, Capriati's, best sandwich in America. Again, they are not our sponsors, <laughs> but they are the best sandwich in America, Capriati's, uh, now that we've gotten out of the way. Obligatory plug they are not paying us <laughs> um well done yeah thanks hopefully they hear this hey we got receipts you know so we'll, <laughs> we we could create we could create a reel from a bunch of different podcast episodes hey we've been fans from day one we nothing fake here anyway uh yeah options i think the last podcast uh got a little bit messy with all of the different variables and i think we went surface level and maybe a little bit deeper on some of them but i'd like to be a little bit more focused on this one uh and this doesn't necessarily have to be the united states versus the dominican republic and all that but it is a very important variable uh and it's it's a variable that's very different United States versus in the, the land of opportunity versus the Dominican Republic and a number of other really successful baseball development countries where baseball is the only priority on the sports side. So, um, yeah, Jeff, I mean, I, I don't even really know how to kick this thing off. I think maybe the best way to, to say it is that, you know, what I just kind of said to you off air, like, you know, it's, we live in a country where kids have a million options uh, for how they want to entertain themselves on any at any given moment, right? Do I want to play my Xbox, my PlayStation, my Nintendo Switch? Uh, do I want to game on my iPhone or my iPad? And then once you figure out which one of those devices you want to game on, then you figure out what game you actually want to play, right? You know, adults finding movies or TV shows, do I want to 
log into Hulu or Netflix or Max or Paramount Plus or Amazon Prime uh, to try and find something to watch. It's just it's it's too many options. I'm reading this book right now that Sean Campbell gave me called The Iconist, and it talks about how we all just get lost every day in like how much information, micro information that we're is being thrown at us. And it specifically referenced like, you know, a couple decades ago when there were three, you turned on the TV and there were three channels and that was it. So it was like, everybody was watching the same things. And now it's like, there are so many different streaming platforms and options for consuming content. And when you create a content platform like a Netflix or a Hulu or whatever it is, you have to fill it with content, right? You can't just have a streaming service and have like six movies and four TV shows on there. Like it has to be packed to the gills with docuseries and reality TV and all these different things. So you just have just like an absolute mess of garbage copycat content across all of these different I don't know. It's America in a nutshell. That's that's where I'm going to cut myself off on this. It's America in a nutshell is that we just have too many options. You drive up the street like, hey, Jeff, where do you want to grab food? It's like there's a fast food spot that competes with the fast food spot across the street that competes with the fast food spot that's a quarter mile up the road. It's like, do you want a burger from there, there, there? You know, they're all doing the same thing. Yeah, We're in the I land feel- of options. I feel like at this point when I'm driving down the road, there's not enough options for what I actually want to eat. Um, it's all the same nutrients like formed into different places with different spices on it. Like there's no like nutritional value now that I'm on my health kick, you know, thinking differently, change my mentality, you know, uh, taking care of myself, all that stuff. But I can do that because I live in America. Right. Um, yeah, I think that that's prevalent. And, you know, I think that the mentality of parents in this generation and i'm speaking because i am a parent in this generation with three kids spaced by about six years so i kind of have a good barometer of like the older set of millennial parents and the younger set of millennial parents um and i think that like we were forced to do things a lot more when we were kids like it it was a bigger part of our day-to-day uh, was doing things that were non-preferred activities. And I feel like that is not as consistent nowadays. So you don't have as many kids playing baseball at the entry level because there's a certain point where kids are like, they do it for a year. They play, I don't want to do it anymore. I'd rather do this, I'd rather do that. Um, certainly gaming. And I think the amount of time that kids are allowed to spend gaming has an impact on that. Like, Uh, You know, certainly my oldest, like, for example, just like wants to play video games all day long, where like I only had certain hours that I could play video games. And that was pretty normal. Like, I feel like most of my friends couldn't just play video games all day long if it was a nice day during the summer. You know, there was also an element, I think, of like the mentality around like protection, too. Uh, There's a lot more guardrails for kids now than there were years ago. We were kind of just like sent out of the house into my neighborhood and just like let loose for hours at a time <laughs> without cell phones or other devices. And your mom had to like drive into the neighborhood and like find you and like call your name, you know. Um, so I think there's just a different setup, too. And we've seen the evolution of that. Now, 
it's also led to maybe more focus and funds being spent and training isn't as I'll say like back in the day you went and you just played baseball in your neighborhood. You played sports in your neighborhood. Uh, you played for your town team. Maybe there was some sort of clinic or camp that you could go to during the summer or on off days, you know, after school or something. Um, now that stuff is incredibly prevalent, right? So I think a lot of it, I will say like, though they train maybe less, they play less, there's more options. I think the people who are dedicated to a sport, and that's one of the advantages of the United States, is they can spend more time and focused resources working with professionals. Um, folks like that weren't as readily available as they are nowadays, where no matter where you are, you there's can way find more structured everything, whatever. Yeah. There's a yeah. million kids I training think. athletic, uh, you know, places where you can just go and do like actual athletic training. They build speed and, and strength, et cetera. That stuff didn't exist in, you know, 2000. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think this is a completely different discussion, which I think would be a really good one to get into maybe next week, but the, you know, structured play versus unstructured play. Cause I'm with you, Jeff. Like when I was in middle school, you know, Friday, we would all go over to, you know, someone's house and like all the kids would come out and play in the neighborhood. And it's like, you would just, you know, whatever you had available, if you had a tennis racket and a tennis ball and you wanted to play baseball and you played, you know, tennis racket, baseball, right. Street hockey, uh, you know, whatever it was, touch football, make up your own rules. You know, sometimes yep. it was one hand touch, two hand touch. Sometimes when the parents weren't watching, we would tackle each other, you know, like, <laughs> That's that's how it was. And then like the sun would go down and then you'd play video games till three o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? Like sure. now it's like, let's skip that first part and let's just go straight to playing video games till three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll try to tie this back, uh, you know, sort of into everything. And I think that sport choice now is much more driven by outside influences that are dedicated to promoting a certain thing a league watching a video a video on youtube stuff like that you somebody you think lebron james is cool because you're in a movie um where i think and this is a point that you just made i think a lot more of it back then was like word of mouth like you went out and you played you were around people and so like maybe you tried baseball and you were better at it than you thought you would be you hit it you had a nice hit or you played football and you were catching stuff or you throw the ball better or you you run fast and you were able to beat somebody and score a touchdown in the backyard like i felt like that stuff encouraged you to want to play sports like i remember i like i played soccer for a few years because i played like soccer with my friends after the world cup like in a similar situation and like right. scored a bunch of goals and was like i want to try soccer you know like so like i feel like there's that too and you don't really see that yeah and and again just a, another completely different topic and then we'll get back to options uh is like with how expensive it is to play sports now in the united states you know travel club whatever it is at a young age i wonder how many parents are viewing sports as an investment in a potential opportunity down the road for their kid as opposed to just like i'm signing my kid up to play on this team because they're going to have fun and they're going to be running around with other kids. And like, this is, you know, this is what you do as a kid as you play sports. You know what I mean? I feel like the, the percentages have probably shifted pretty considerable and there's probably way more parents out there nowadays. If I had to guess that think that when they sign their kid up for 10 U baseball or whatever it is, like this is the first step in their development towards becoming a division one baseball player or a professional. And like everyone has, 
you know, kind of that dream that their kid becomes that at some point. Whereas like, I can tell you right now, my parents, when they signed me up for baseball, when I was 10 years old, <laughs> even when I was, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old, like that was never a thought. It was kind of like, all right, he likes playing baseball. And you know, this is, this is what kids do. They play sports, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's again, this is such a, a depthy, I don't think that's a word well, conversation. But I, but I'm trying to tie it back in, like just in terms of the amount of choices that are available to, and the way the decision making process has evolved here in this country, right? Um, you can play badminton. Kids could kids could go and play badminton. There's a curling thing down the road for me. I mean, these are these are weird sports you could not have played years ago. Um, lacrosse is a much bigger thing here in New England than it was when I was young. There were no lacrosse. I wanted to play lacrosse because it was similar to hockey, and I thought it would be a perfect like summer right. spring sport for me. And um, the closest place that I could go was Duxbury, which was about 45, 50 minutes from my house, you know, one way. <laughs> and we were already doing that for hockey. My parents were like, no, um, that's not the case anymore. So I think like the amount of choices in terms of sport has really grown astronomically over the last 25 years. Yeah. And I, I think it's really important that we establish that like living in this country, we're very fortunate to have options. Mm -hmm. We're fortunate to have all these options and be able to try different things. We're fortunate to be able to go to a city and be able to try worldly cuisines um, in close or, you know, the same representation that you get if you went to that country, because we have immigrants in this country that have come and they've brought their culture and their cuisine. We're very fortunate that we have all of those things because there's a lot of countries out there that just, aren't granted those opportunities right around the corner. Right. Um, so I, I think that's really important is that like, it's nice that a kid can be like, Hey, I want to play basketball and I don't want to play baseball or I want to play baseball and I don't want to play soccer or I want to play both or I want to play all three, you know? Um, I think that is nice. And I, I, I'm not by any means suggesting anything to the contrary. However, um, I think it's it's an important variable to consider, and and really this this whole podcast episode is just a perspective piece. It's just like let's look outside of what we live day to day and consider that okay in the Dominican Republic, it's baseball. A handful of people play basketball and a handful of people play soccer, but it's baseball. Now here in the United States, like baseball is the third most popular sport, and there are very popular sports behind baseball as well. So in terms of like options in competing for, I guess, attention or competing for kids, the United States is in a completely different scenario than a Dominican Republic, or I'm going to just run these down because I looked them up. Most popular sport in Curacao, baseball, uh, most popular sport in Venezuela, baseball, most popular sport in Cuba, baseball. We looked up what Panama, Panama, most popular sport, baseball. Right. So like these are the countries that are, I guess, if you look at population statistics per capita, producing more professional baseball players uh, than the United States. But that's also because that's the only option. Um, and again, that's not the only reason. There's other reasons, too. But I think that's the point of this is like, all right, here in the United States, like if I'm a kid. And there's this concept called ignition, which I bring up a lot. Uh, with load in sports and it comes from the book talent code it's like what are the things that ignited you at a young age to play your sport 
right? And and it can be a moment. It could be like going to a baseball game or a football game, you know, and seeing something that you think is really cool. And now that's your favorite player and the play that they made and all that. Now you want to grow up, you want to be like them, right? It could be an older sibling or a cousin or someone in the neighborhood who plays a sport and you want to grow up and you want to be like them. Um, you know, it could be, you know, something like a hobby, like, okay, I grew up collecting baseball cards. Like that drew me to it. You know, I watched football games with, you know, my uncle. It's like, okay, that drew me to football. Right. These are all the different things that kind of like as a kid, you know, make an impression on you and then kind of shape your decision-making moving forward. Um, so I think that is kind of important to consider is that there are environmental factors that kind of push kids in a certain direction towards a certain sport, um, and kind of help make that decision for them, what sport they're going to play. Now, there's a completely different element of this and that's a genetic element. Like we're not all born at a certain size or with certain raw athleticism and physical gifts. And there's only a certain number of those kids within a community. And if that community is geared towards football, then your best athletes are probably going to play football in that community. Now I bring this up with a specific example, Spencer Jones, uh, Yankees first rounder in the 2022 MLB draft, six foot seven, 230 pounds grew up in Southern California. Right. And he is an outlier athlete. Now, if that guy is born in a community where every kid grows up wanting to play Friday night lights, he's probably a, you know, a four or five star tight end recruit out of high school and not a baseball player, but he grew up in Encinitas, California, which is Southern California and baseball is really popular in Southern California. So again, there's environmental factors, you know, regional factors, uh, local factors that kind of contribute to like what sports are our athletes choosing to pursue. Um, that's just, it's just not a factor in the Dominican Republic. If you're an athlete in the Dominican Republic, like you're playing baseball. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's not like there's a, a ton of other options or choices. And you're also going to be pushed that way. As you said, you know, depending upon, um, what community you, you know, you're within uh, in this country or a lot of places within the world, it's going to push you one way or another, you know? Um, And there's certainly benefits in other sports. If you play multiple sports as well, I think the um, good example I've always heard on that one is like some of these bigger NBA centers in particular, like the eighties and nineties, like Patrick Ewing, who grew up really in Jamaica before he moved to the United States and Massachusetts. And then Akeem Olajuwon, who had great footwork for big men. And I think a lot of that was like trained with soccer, um, <laughs> you know, which is, which is what's kind of funny. Um, and then, you know, guys come to another country, get an opportunity to play a different sport that maybe fits them a little bit more. But I don't, I, I wonder if, you know, those guys end up playing soccer if they're born in America, right? You know, big guys that probably, depending upon what community they're in, end up playing basketball or potentially football. So that does have, you know, a huge impact on it as well. Um, yeah. I mean, just I, look at, look at Patrick Mahomes, right? Patrick Mahomes uh, was a division one level player in high school in baseball, football, and basketball, mm-hmm. right? He could have committed and played division one basketball, baseball, or football, right? 
and he shows football. Right? Patrick Mahomes, in that same scenario in the Dominican Republic, plays baseball. Yeah. There's no football to pull him away. There's no basketball as another option. Patrick Mahomes is a baseball player, and that's it. Yeah. Right. John Carlos Stanton's another example. I know that John Carlos Stanton is is well documented as had having been a three sports star in high school. Like he chose baseball. Walker Martin, three time state champion quarterback at Eaton High School. He also chose baseball, but like he could have chosen football instead of baseball. And instead of the Giants giving him three million dollars in the draft, like he's just he's not in the baseball pool. He's in the football pool. He's going and playing football somewhere, right? Like Billy Martin at Slammers told me that like Garrett was a division one level basketball player as well. And he chose to pursue baseball, right? So like these are the, these are the kinds of things where it's like, okay, Garrett Martin, Walker Martin, Patrick Mahomes, John Carlos Stanton, and a laundry list of other guys who played multiple sports in high school that chose baseball drop them in the Dominican Republic. They're all playing baseball. Yeah. All of them. Full time. Right? So maybe, maybe that's like, okay, Ellie De La Cruz, Wander Franco. I hate to use Wander Franco as an example. Honestly, give me some other names. Okay. Vidal Brujan, Ellie De La Cruz, O'Neill Cruz. Fernando um, Tatis Jr. Fernando Tatis Jr. Okay. You take those four guys and let's say that they're all three sport athletes in high school and they they grow up in the United States. How many of those guys are ending up in major league baseball? How many of those guys are pursuing professional baseball? Yeah. Maybe one or two of them. But when you look at Ellie De La Cruz and O'Neill Cruz, you can't tell me that basketball programs in in Division One football programs wouldn't be salivating over those types of athletes. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Grew up in the Dominican Republic. There was one option, baseball. That's what they pursued. Yeah, 100%. I think, uh, you know, there's a guy, Henry Lalane, he's a 6'8 pitcher. Who's uh, Dominican? Um, father actually played Division One basketball here, um, but I kind of wonder if you know he grew up here full time, <laughs> didn't spend any time in the Dominican Republic. He's six eight, six nine, and pretty athletic. Uh, big left hander. You know, I wonder is like that guy. What is that guy? You know, is, is he a is he a basketball player? If he if he grows up in the United States, you know, full time, um, you know, and doesn't doesn't grow up in the Dominican Republic. So, you know, obviously. Uh, Really, really interesting talent. Another guy that's kind of in that same mold as O'Neill Cruz or Ellie De La Cruz just on the mound. Um, well, I guess, you know, the other thing here, too, is sort of where does baseball fall in the United States on the popularity list in comparison to some of these other countries that produce a lot of players? Obviously, there's a lot more population and resources here, so it's a different story, but I know you had pulled some of those numbers too, just in terms of where baseball falls in these different countries. Are you you're saying here in the United States? Yeah. I know you alluded to it earlier, but I didn't know if you had the exact yeah, I, number. I, I don't know what the exact numbers are. I, I know we looked it up, I think, last week before we ran that last podcast. But I know football and basketball are, are well ahead of baseball at this point. Um, I don't know if it's something that you can look up. Before we move on from that last subject, I kind of want to hit you with the the reverse, not the reverse. I'm not going to hit you with the reverse. I'm going to hit you with the, I'm going to go back and I'm going to talk about something. When I said, I said options in this country are, we're very fortunate to have all of these options. I think it's really important that we also mention that 
when we have all these options, I think you can get decision paralysis. And that's something that isn't really a factor in, in some of these other countries. So I think, you know, whether you're an athlete or a non-athlete listening to this podcast, just like consider the perspective that like being a little bit more deliberate about how you sift through options might eliminate some noise in your life. And I promise I'm going to segue this in to the multi-sport athlete that goes to college and wants to play multiple sports. Right. And I had this conversation with a, a young player a couple weeks ago and it wasn't about playing multiple sports in college, but it was about committing to something. And if you're not hundred percent committed to something, you know, if you're only 90% in and you're 10% committed to something else, or in some of these cases with these kids that go and they play multiple sports in college, you know, they're 50, 50 or they're 60, 40 or whatever it is. Like if you're not fully in on one of those things, you're not giving them enough because mm -hmm. the people that you're playing with the other athletes that are on your team and that you're playing against in those sports are giving it a hundred percent. There isn't another sport that's taking any other attention. Right. So I think that we have a handful of really special athletes that can go and play multiple sports in college. But I think the majority of the athletes that try and play multiple sports in college aren't on that level to be able to go out amongst, you know, their peers in one sport, having given 50% commitment to that sport where everyone else is hundred percent in and be able to stand out. And I think that's where some guys hurt themselves. Right. So I'm going to give you an example. Um, who is the kid, Brandon? Do you remember Brandon McElwain? Yeah, I know the name. So Brandon McElwain, I, I'm pretty sure he was a prospect out of high school. He was like Northeast area code team and, and East Coast pro and the whole deal. And he was committed to, I think, South Carolina uh, to play baseball and to be a quarterback. And he was just okay as a quarterback. Like he got a chance to play early and he was just okay. And on the baseball field, he was also just okay. And then he ended up transferring. I think he ended up at Cal and he did both there too. And again, as a quarterback, he was, he was just okay. And on the baseball field, he was just okay. And then I think the 2020 draft happened. He didn't get, he didn't get drafted and he signed for 20 K. And I think he's in the Mets system. There's a chance that he's still kicking around in minor league baseball. But you sit there and you say, okay, well, what would have, what would Brandon McElwain have become if he made a decision at 18 years old to pursue one or the other and go all in instead of this decision paralysis or this attempt to play both that ended in, you know, like, look, he, he got to play division one football and he got to play division one baseball at a high level, but like, it's probably not the outcome that they saw at 17 or 18 years old, they probably saw the NFL or major league baseball at some point. Right. Mm -hmm. That's, that's another thing to consider is that like Brandon McElwain's not the only example of that. There's a lot of guys that, you know, the, the quarterback at UCF right now, John Rice Plumley. John Rice Plumley for the first, I, I, I think at UCF he's, he's technically on the baseball roster too. Right. I don't know. That's just another thing to consider is that like these kids, you know, Will Taylor was another example. He turned down really good money in the first round of the MLB draft uh, from multiple teams 
to go to Clemson so that he could play for Dabo. Uh, and ultimately, two years later, he's made a decision that he's going to pursue just baseball. And, and look, he's still, you know, very much a prospect, and I think he's going to do well for himself. And I don't think he's like a McElwain case, but hey, man, like you, the, the same money might not be there, right? That was there when you were coming out of high school because yeah, he was potentially a top ten pick. I didn't realize that McIlwain was a quarterback, actually. Yeah, he's in AAA. He's with Syracuse of the Mets right now. Yeah. How's well, how's he how's he doing? Like, does he have a shot or is is he just kinda there? Uh I think he's just kinda there. I'll pull up the numbers again. But um yeah, I mean, you know, it's like high on on base percentage. He's got a little bit of power, he's got a little bit of speed. Um, but it's triple A numbers, so they always look a little bit better. <laughs> right. Then they should be. He's been there the entire year. Um, so 256 average, 357 on base percentage, 12 home runs, 17 steals, uh, over 426 at bats. Yeah. I, Actually, I mean, he got but... demoted. He got demoted. Uh, no, he just got promoted to Syracuse uh, from Binghamton at the beginning of August. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's just the resounding message here is just options. It's like that guy had the option to try and pursue playing two sports. A lot of these guys have the option to try and play two sports. It's like, okay, here are your options. Like sign for a couple million dollars out of high school or go to school and attempt to play two sports at the same time, you know? Um, even for the guy that's not a multi-sport athlete, it's like we have options here in the United States with the, the amateur draft where it's like, okay, I'm committed to go to college and I potentially get offered some money out of high school. I can turn it down and I can go to school. I can say that's not enough or I can take it. Again, going back to the Dominican Republic or Venezuela or you know anywhere in the international market, it's like you, if you get offered money, you just take it and you go. Because there, there's not a second option. There's no leverage. There's no like, oh, I got a commitment to UCLA. It's like, okay, well, if you don't want the money at 15, like going back to our conversation last time, like if you're 17 or 18 years old in the Dominican Republic, you might as well not exist. So options, United States, option city. And uh, it's a good thing, but it's just, you know, there's, there's factors there like decision paralysis that just don't come into play elsewhere. There's factors like leverage that don't come into play elsewhere. I mean, Jeff, like it, without knowing players specific or without giving specific examples, both of you, both you and I have been around players that have turned down millions of dollars out of high school that went to college and, and disappeared. Right. Yeah. Like that's, that happens every single year. Yeah. Right. There's one or two guys who it's like, oh, you know, I wanted two and a half and I only got offered 1.8 and then they go to college and then they're a non-draft. You know, yeah. Yeah very specific example in my head right now it's like yeah. guys that yeah. sign as ndfas or you know later round picks for minimum bonuses that were you know considered fairly high draft picks out of high school right options you know sometimes options bite you in the ass all right so again anybody who's listening to this make sure you're very very thoughtful on how you go about sifting through your options Sometimes people make bad decisions when they have options. You know, they go to Subway instead of Capriotti's right across the street. Exactly. 
Capriotis on every corner. That's the American dream in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to happen. Um, right. You want to wrap this up, jump into something else, save it for next week. What do you say? Yeah. Wrap this thing up, put a bow on it, Jeff. It's Christmas in September. Yeah. End it. All right. Finish him. That's been the 90th percentile. For Matt, I'm Jeff. Thanks for tuning in. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.